Brandon Smith, altmarket.us. Gun confiscation has always been the holy grail of totalitarian regimes. Without disarmament, fully centralized control of a population is not possible. And though it is true that not every evil regime seeks to disarm every single citizen, at least not right away, they always disarm the people they specifically intend to hurt the most. For example, gun control advocates today like to point out that the Third Reich in Germany did not disarm the entire German population. This is a rather bizarre position for leftists as they continually wail and scream about Nazis around every corner and behind every tree, but they will still defend their gun-grabbing policies by arguing that the Nazis were not as bad as conservatives assume. Of course, what they rarely mention is that the Nazis' DID disarm millions of people, most of them Jews and political opponents under 1938 German gun laws. The National Socialists disarm the people they plan to destroy. It's not hard to figure out why, they didn't want their targets to be able to fight back. They allow their political supporters to keep their weapons legally, this is not a relaxation of gun laws, in fact, it's the reverse, it is selective enforcement of gun confiscation based on ideological loyalty. Hilariously, leftists in the US when confronted with this fact double down on their gun control arguments. Instead of admitting their foolish error they will say, yes, the Nazis disarmed the Jews and others, but having guns would have made no difference in saving their lives, and there you have it, the most backward circular logic of all time. If Jews and others owning guns was not a deterrent to their slaughter, then why would the Nazis bother disarming them in the first place? Leftists have no answer to this question. They are trying to argue against facts using a hypothetical, really, how would they know? Maybe owning guns might have saved the lives of millions of people the Nazis had deemed enemies of the state? Maybe it would have acted as a deterrent to the Holocaust? Maybe the Nazis would have been afraid to expand tyranny into Europe if they had to worry about their own population fighting back and disrupting their momentum? Maybe, World War II would have never happened? We could argue hypotheticals all day long. What we do know for certain is that disarmament is always one of the first steps by totalitarians in cementing their control of a population, and this is most common among the biggest political killers in modern history, and no, it's not the Nazis, it's the communists. While a debate rages over the exact number of deaths attributed to communist governments, it is estimated that they are responsible for approximately 65 million to 100 million murders over the course of the last century, a genocide beyond anything history has ever seen before. These deaths were caused by direct means, such as shooting dissidents, or indirect means, such as imprisoning dissidents until they died from complications, or stealing food supplies from rural communities and allowing them to starve en masse. Stalin in particular declared any theft of state property a crime punishable by death. He then at the same time declared that all production including food production was state property. So, if you eat food that was not granted to you by the state, you are stealing and could therefore be shot. See how that works? None of this would have been possible without gun control and confiscation laws put in place before the larger genocide was enacted. In 1918 the Bolsheviks and the Council of the People's Commissar mandated that Russian citizens turn in their firearms under penalty of prosecution. Gun restrictions and penalties were increased over the years until World War II, when the Soviets were loath to arm their own population in response to Nazi invasion. In fact, the ease by which the Nazi army rolled through the Eastern Front was partly due to the disarmament of the Russian population. Communist governments only allow people to have firearms in their hands when they are fighting against the ideological and foreign foes of the regime. You are allowed to be cannon fodder for the elites, you are not allowed the means to defend yourself from those same elites. Americans, primarily conservative Americans, have an in-depth understanding of this dynamic. While leftists are more concerned with rewriting history to their benefit, we are more concerned with learning from it. 
we know where gun control leads, and so did the founding fathers of our nation, which is why they codified gun ownership into the U.S. Constitution as an inalienable right under the Second Amendment. Here are the reasons why leftists, globalists and communists will never be able to disarm the American population as they have done in previous nations. We know the history of gun control. As noted above, we have studied the history of tyrants. There is no tyranny that has ever existed that did not try to disarm the population, or disarm the portion of the population the government intended to enslave or destroy. Leftists froth at the mouth trying to reimagine history in a way that circumvents or ignores the tyranny issue when it comes to gun control. They are wasting their time. They are never going to convince conservatives and moderates that gun confiscation was not a key step in the establishment of various tyrannies in modern history. All the mental gymnastics and manipulation, all the energy they spend trying to rationalize away genocide is somehow inevitable regardless of gun rights, it's all for nothing. We are far smarter than they are. We are well-versed in the legacy of gun control, and this makes their tactics useless. We understand incrementalism, we know all the tricks. The level of dishonesty involved in gun control advocacy is astonishing. Leftists often use lies as a means to gain political capital, if they were completely honest about their intentions they would not receive much support from the general population for their efforts. Gun grabbers are very careful in most cases to use phrases like common sense when talking about new restrictions. They try to refrain from admitting what they really want is complete disarmament, at least, they tried until recently. Incrementalism was the name of the game for decades, but in the past year they are going for broke. Some leftist politicians are openly admitting their true goals, because frankly the song and dance wasn't working and they know conservatives aren't going to allow any further encroachment on their rights. I find it interesting that leftists are so astonished at our refusal to compromise on any further gun restrictions. They seem to think that any new mass shooting buys them new gun control capital. Maybe that's how things used to work, but not any longer. Frankly, these shootings are irrelevant to our gun rights. Punishing everyone for the crimes of a handful is no longer acceptable to conservatives because we know that if we give gun control advocates an inch, they will take a mile. Kamala Harris, now Vice President of the U.S., is one of the many Democrats openly seeking mandatory government buybacks of firearms and the dismantling of gun rights. However, it was Beto O'Rourke who really took the mask off when it came to the true intentions of gun grabbers. Stating that hell yes the Dems are going to take away our R-15s. Joe Biden is famous for his statements admonishing military-grade weapons in civilian hands and telling people that a double-barreled shotgun is superior to the AR-15 for home defense. Obviously, a two-shot weapon with a limited effective range of around 50 yards or less makes it very difficult to fight back against government tyranny. And, we all know that eventually even the shotguns would be taken away. Biden's specific focus, though, seems to be red-flag gun laws, which allow authorities to confiscate firearms from people not involved in criminal activity, and this is based on hearsay testimony and without due process. Criteria includes any suspicion of mental illness, which is completely subjective. Conservatives have been accused of mental illness because they oppose COVID lockdowns, they question vaccine safety, they question the legitimacy of global warming fear-mongering in the media, etc. Anything could be labeled a mental illness by the state and therefore make a person susceptible to red flag confiscation. This is targeted incrementalism and selective enforcement of gun control, much like that used by the Nazis. Red flag laws allow the government to attack political and ideological opponents one at a time and disarm them, just as the Nazis selectively targeted their political opponents for disarmament. We know where all of this is going. We've seen it before. BLM race riots. Despite the false claims of the mainstream media, we have seen firsthand the destruction and insanity perpetrated by Marxist groups like Black Lives Matter. 
They are anything but peaceful, they are dangerous in their lack of intelligence and logic, and their social justice ideology is a cancer that infects and debilitates every vital organ of Western civilization. In his movie Platoon, Oliver Stone's character Chris Taylor says, Hell is the impossibility of reason. If this doesn't describe the social justice movement today then I don't know what does. If a group of people is determined to make every single tragedy about racism and white supremacy despite all facts to the contrary, and then use those tragedies as an excuse for mass violence, then they are zealots, and zealots cannot be reasoned with. They are cultists with a mission, and they will do anything to accomplish that mission. In this case, the mission of Marxists within BLM and the globalist foundations that fund them, like Ford Foundation and Open Society Foundation, is to destroy the very fabric of America, burn it to the ground, and then rebuild it into an unrecognizable husk devoid of principles or freedom. Yeah, I don't think conservative gun owners are going to go along with that. Burning down their own neighborhoods is one thing, but BLM activists have tried to spread beyond the borders of their own garbage cities in the past, and we aren't going to allow them to act violently. For this reason alone, conservatives will never disarm. The control agenda is out in the open. There is a reason why leftists and globalists are so obsessed with taking away combat-ready firearms from Americans, and it's not about saving lives. These weapons act as a deterrent to full-blown tyranny. As long as they exist, our ability to take back our other rights and freedoms exists. If anything has convinced gun owners of the need for firearms, it has been the past year of pandemic fear-mongering. What have we learned so far? Well, we are now fully aware of the Great Reset Agenda, which has been promoted non-stop by the World Economic Forum and various political leaders. This agenda calls for years of economic lockdowns and medical mandates, forced vaccination, medical passports without which a person might be completely removed from the economy, a new cashless society, a shared economy in which you will own nothing and like it. The medical or vaccine passports are particularly disconcerting. For one, governments don't necessarily have to enforce them right away. Rather, they can simply allow their corporate partners to demand said passports from anyone that wants to get a job or shop in their stores. Once this system is ingrained into the consumer world, governments can then step in and make passports a legal requirement. Eventually, the passports give the establishment the ability to control and micromanage every aspect of every individual life. Without compliance to every whim, the technocrats can easily void your passport, and then you die from poverty and starvation. This would be impossible to do in a country where a majority of the population is armed. I think it's safe to say most Americans do not want to live in the dystopian world that the globalists at the WEF envision, and we will fight to ensure it does not happen. Tyranny is enforced by armed men on the ground. My favorite mantra of gun grabbers is the claim that your AR-15 isn't going to help you against an Abrams tank or a Predator drone. These people don't understand how totalitarian systems function. In order to control a population, you have to have loyal troops on the ground, everywhere. Not only that, but you also need loyal civilians, a large percentage of the population, to act as your eyes and ears and sometimes brute force. And finally, you need anyone who might oppose you to be afraid to take action to defend themselves. You need them docile and passive. There are a lot of moving parts to tyranny, and tanks and planes are secondary to basic manpower. And where there are troops and others enforcing tyranny, there are numerous targets. Where there are firearms, there's a means to eliminate a tyrant at the top of the pyramid with a single well-placed bullet. Furthermore, you don't need armored vehicles and stealth jets to fight tyranny. What you need is a good firearm to remove the people driving and flying those machines. A smart rebel might even take those weapons for his own arsenal in the process. A lot of gun owners are also military veterans, and they have seen how things played out in places like Afghanistan, 
where all the military might in the world was ineffective against tribesmen with old AK-47s and roadside IEDs. It's about force of will along with minimal necessary firearms. Guerrilla wars are not fought in terms of battles, they are fought in terms of attrition. Americans understand this better than most. For all these reasons and more the gun-grabber ethos is essentially pointless. They can have total dominance in the federal government, they could have every state government on their side and pass hundreds of laws and executive orders making every gun owner a criminal, and it still would not matter. We will not budge, we would rather fight. Elitists and leftists just don't seem to get it. Maybe it's the way their brains work. Maybe they just can't comprehend the idea that some people will not compromise certain freedoms no matter the cost. They think everyone has a limit, that everyone has a price. They think anyone can be bought, or that anyone can be leveraged into submission. The truth is, many of us can. Some of us have no price, and we cannot be compelled to comply. We are the people that keep freedom alive, and totalitarians are terrified of us, gun-grabbing is merely a natural extension of their fear and doubt. Wherever an oligarchy is seeking to disarm the population this is a sure sign they are about to grasp for even more control, and they are afraid that the population might dethrone them. And honestly, they should be afraid. This article, republished with permission, originally appeared here. Copyright Brandon Smith. All rights reserved. Brandon Smith on altmarket.us, my goal is to encourage people around the world, and Americans in particular, to start decoupling from the existing system. We must become more independent and self-reliant as individuals, and communities must adopt localized economic networks including barter markets in order to insulate themselves from the ongoing decline of the corrupt financial structure. In other words, if centralization is the problem, then decentralization is the answer.